Hello, and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today's conversation is with Ari Smith. And I do want to give a PG-13 warning to this conversation because Ari is going to share with us about both the discovery of and the recovery of an addiction that has impacted her family. And her phrase is that she finds it important to recover loudly. And I'm looking forward to you learning more about what that means. Hi, welcome Ari. Hey guys. Welcome to Unscripted, so glad that you're here. Um, I would love to get to know you here on this conversation. And I also wanna let our audience know Ari and I pre-unscripted, just in case you weren't there. We had a conversation over the women's worship night recently here at Grace Church. So we did an abridged version of her story. And at that night, we promised we would tell her full story and and go into the depths of her journey. And that's what we're here to do today. So if you were there at the event, this is Ari's full story. And if you weren't there, you're going to be in for a treat here as we learn more about her as part of our Grace family. We did. That was really fun. That was a really fun night to be together. And I'm just really excited to dig a little bit deeper together here today. So a little easier without a couple hundred people watching us, right? Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that was, you know, I, I just am really excited to um, and, and humbled to be able to do this and share God's story of redemption um, over my life and my husband's life and yeah. share that with everybody here. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, you mentioned your husband. What's your husband's name? Yeah. So a little bit. Um, I'm married. We just celebrated our 11 year anniversary. My wow. husband's name is Nate and we have three littles, um, an eight year old, a six year old and a three year old. And we have a golden retriever named Bo. I guess I should tell you my kids' names too. Um, Ellie, Beckett, and Autumn. And so. I remember you saying Bo is your favorite yeah. child. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he's he's the rascal, but we have lots of fun, all of us. And he That's puts up awesome. with the older ones really well. And so, yeah, we have a lot of fun together at home. Great. So Nate and Ari Smith, there's your family. Yeah. Um, but let's pedal it back a little bit and let's learn about Ari before Nate. What was your childhood like and did you grow up in the area? Tell us about that. So I didn't grow up in the area. Um, I was actually born in Chicago. So I was born into um, a broken situation. Like um, my parents got divorced when I was four. So I um, there was just a lot of cultural, religious um, differences in their marriage, um, and that ultimately ended in a bro- like a broken relationship. But okay. ultimately, um, my mom was a believer and my dad wasn't, and there's was mm. just a lot of cultural differences um, that that were brought into the relationship that um, made it hard for for them. Um, yeah, but. Did you have any siblings at that time? Do you have siblings now? Yes. So I have um, an older sister. We're 11 months apart. Wow. And um, so, yeah. So mm, my sister and I, we're, we've always been like really like close in age, Irish twins. Mm-hmm. And I have a stepbrother. Um, I have two stepbrothers. So both my mom and my uh, dad got remarried quickly and... Um, yeah, so I have stepbrothers on both sides um, of that relationship. And um, jobs and different things brought us to Ohio. 
along okay. the way. Yeah. And how old were you when you moved to Ohio? So I was eight when we moved to Ohio. And your sister, you and your mom? Came yes. to Ohio and um, my stepbrother. Your stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Okay, and right to Akron. Did you come right here, or did you yeah. go to different areas? Yeah. So Akron. All right, Akron. Yep. So early elementary school move. Yep. Not always easy. No, not always easy. Lots of back and forth visiting with my mm-hmm. dad. Um, so that was you know hard. Um, growing up with. Just, yeah, divorce is just always hard on kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like that transporting and, mm-hmm. and you know, you started with the statement of your dad, you weren't really sure. You weren't, that mm-hmm. connection wasn't there. And yeah. I'm guessing the distance didn't help that much. So. No, it was really hard. And it was hard to understand, like when you're that age, just all of the dynamics mm-hmm. and the situation, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I'm sure that shaped a lot of how you parent now and how you can see a lot of relationships, I'm guessing. Yes, definitely. All right, so we're getting into school now, and uh, you mentioned that your mom was a believer, and if she's the one that whose home you were most times with, did you go to a church? Yeah, so I, you know, even despite, like, um, early childhood struggles and stuff, um, my mom always made it a priority for us to get to church, and... Um, she was also who kind of introduced Christ to me. And I remember um, like at four saying the salvation prayer with her. And um, it was more like I was afraid, like I didn't want to go to hell, but um, I was like, I said the prayer with her. And um, anyway, it's like growing up, she always um, took us to church and church was always a part of my life growing up. I remember we were like, um, we were the family that would go on you know, all of the things, Wednesdays, Mm -hmm. you know, we would do the volunteer things. We would go on Sunday nights. We would go on Sunday mornings. We always would go. It was always a safe place. Um, It was a sense of community. It was just always something that we had done. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that I wouldn't necessarily have fully grasped um, what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, But I, I understood what my my opinion maybe of like what religion was like Mm -hmm. I did the church thing Mm -hmm. what church did you go to what kind of church or denomination um it was a non-denominational church okay Mm -hmm. wow that's rare I I don't feel like our generation has too much of that I never had heard of that kind of church when I grew up it was Catholic Methodist Lutheran you know yeah all all those classic things yeah I'm sure it it was the big one in downtown Akron you know (laughs) so we did all of the things and um yeah so we, you know, went on the mission trips, did the volunteering, mm. and mm-hmm. it was just a big part of our lives. Mm. And so. Well, thank God for that. You know, they, they talk a lot about your vision of God can be impacted by your vision and experience with your earthly father. So mm-hmm. the fact that it sounds like you had that good alignment, that good vision, that good connection to your heavenly father, whether you truly understood the relationship with Jesus or not at that young age, that's an amazing foundation. Yeah, no, I feel like that was foundational. um, Just even, it it just is a testament to like early introduction, like just Mm -hmm. planting that seed, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, it's very important to just be seed spreaders, Mm -hmm. even at an early age, that introduction does, does really... Mm. 
that gives me peace as a parent. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. I'm, I'm like, hopefully. Yeah, I like that. Okay, good, good. All right. I feel like we're on a good track. Um, so now we haven't even hit teenage years yet. And I know sometimes in these stories, there's a little bit of a waiver there or a little wave riding. Um, so how, what were your teenage years like in, with your family, with your faith, with your relationships around you in school? Um, I would say at this point, like I was definitely dragging my feet. Like I was being made to go to yeah. church. This, I would say teenage years, it was like I was going cause I was being made mm-hmm. to go to church. And, um, it was like what we did, you know, um, it wasn't, I never owned it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be kind of where it was at, at that point, mm-hmm. I would say probably through high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes no matter how fun the programming is or how much the parents push, you know, it's yeah. still that personal thing and and very common for those teenage years. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about you in school. Like, what were you involved in? And um, you went to school here in the Akron area, it sounds like. Yes, I did. My I went to Copley, and um, I, I did a few years at CVCA. And that sounded like you did time in jail. <laughs> I, well, it was I, I I struggled academically, so for me it was like academic probation, kid. Like gotcha. I was like, uh, so it wasn't the best for me personally. Gotcha. So anyway, but I you know I was always involved in um, choir and band, and I was yeah I was a band geek, and um, I just yeah I had a, I had one really best friend at church and we did everything together so I was always texted her and made sure we did all of the things mm-hmm. um, and I had a, a good group of friends I was really involved in young life we had a booming young life when I was at Copley um, so those some of the things I was involved in yeah more things that shaped you I'm guessing <laughs> into how you serve now we'll get to that but yeah. I feel like there's probably some connections there uh, all right so then. Um, not a fan of school, sounds like, but nope. did you journey into college? Did you journey? What, what did that look My like? My mom's going to be so proud of this podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so I did go to college. Um, and so, yeah, I did go to, I went to Kent State Stark and I was studying um, child development and family studies. Awesome. And wanted to um, be the lady that would. Uh, tell kids about their surgery before they would have their surgery. That is so specific. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I don't, you know, I, I did a couple years and someday I'd like to finish that degree, but we'll see. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> what a fascinating, did you have a surgery as a kid? And no, somebody... my, my little brother, my okay. little brother did. And I, mm. and I went with him cause my stepdad traveled a lot and uh, went with him to have a surgery. And I just thought that is such a cool job. Mm. So Child life specialist. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's definitely move forward with that. That sounds like a great place for you. Um, and then, so we're in college. What's what's going on with you? What do you see for your life? What are your dreams? Yeah. So at this point, um, living at home still and um, not being made to go to church, kind of discovering like, mm-hmm. what what is this God thing? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and one of my, like I said, my really good friend at this point, um, her name was Han, is, and we are still really good <laughs> friends. We're just, there's distance, and mm-hmm. we send each other memes every day, mm-hmm. though. That's what friendships look you like know, as an adult. thank God for memes. Yeah. <laughs> memes and gifts. Yes. Come on, that's the best. And um, so she texts me, and we, we um, go to a summer night at first glance, and we're serving together, and 
um, it was, you know, I was like kind of like not really sure where my faith was. Mm. And, um, but I was like, Hey, like, you know, let's do this. And summer night at first glance is, um, they do fun. First glance is a program for youth and it's actually one of our city partners here at grace. And, um, it's for kids that live in Kenmore and they do on, uh, fun programs on Friday nights for the kids throughout the summer. Mm -hmm. And so Hannah and I were do like helping out and they were doing like shaving cream more. Like it was just really fun <laughs> stuff. And yeah. anyway, I thought like um, the intern was super cute. And at that point, um, that's when Facebook was, you know, the main yes. source of communication. And yeah. um, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to figure out who that boy is that um, was like telling us what to do for the night. And anyway, that's, you know, I kind of how I got connected with Nate. So we'll full circle to my husband there. Oh, um, so this cute intern. Yeah, the cute intern. Nate Smith. Nate Smith, yeah. <laughs> so Hannah and I were serving at first glance, and, you know, I was kind of doing volunteering here and there, kind of figuring out, like, eh. And I would go to um, church. That, uh, at that point, it was on Sunday night, so it was, like, the younger people's mm -hmm. service. And just kind of figuring out, because I wasn't being made to go to church anymore, I wasn't mm -hmm. being made to do all the church things. So I was kind of figuring out what, what does my faith look like and what do I want it to be? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of when I was in college, I was figuring that out. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what, like, when I was in college, I was like, what am, what does this look like? Like, yeah. what is this God thing going to look like for me? Is it going to be like a religion? Is it going to be this this calculated, like, mm. every day of the week? Like, am I going to do a thing? Or is mm -hmm. it going to be a real thing? Mm -hmm. um, so I was figuring that out. Yeah, it sounds like that transactional versus relational conversation mm -hmm. that we have around here. Like, it sounds like the transaction is the go on Sunday night, go on Wednesday night, serve in the community, you know. And then the relational is... It's, it's, I think, very cool and mature that you are even looking at it that way. Like, what am I doing with this? And, and how am I going to let it impact me? Are, are going to really let it in, like, past that surface and into the depths of your heart? Yeah, so what did, sure. you, what did you find? What did you learn as you were exploring those questions? So for me, it kind of took, um, it took Nate Smith. <laughs> um, it, it really took me watching the way that he lived his life. So mm. for me, I, we ended up starting to talk and really connect and... Um, he was an intern at First Glance and also an intern at South Street Ministries. And he also lived um, in downtown Akron, like mm -hmm. on one of the most dangerous streets. And he, his whole purpose was that I want to live and I, I want to live like Jesus did. I want to mm -hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I want to, and I was like, this was completely foreign to me because I I'm like living in suburbia like, mm. oh, I don't you know, I thought you had to go be a missionary, Whoa. you know, like, yeah, I was like, I, I didn't have this idea that like every day is a missions mission field. Wow. And that's that amazing. and that like slapped me across the face. Yeah. Like I my whole my whole world was just flipped up upside down, honestly. Mm hmm. And I just remember, like, I'd go to church with him, and um, it was right by the jail. And, mm -hmm. so, you know, someone would wander in, and it's like, let's stop. Let's pray for you. Let's help you get on your feet. Like, this was, like, everyday interactions. Like, hey, I'm walking a mattress over to the neighbor. Like, hey, um, you know, 
let's go get him a happy meal. He's hungry. You know, yeah. like this, this is everyday transactions that were happening. And, um, and it was just like, that's how God calls us to live. Like truly loving our neighbor. Wow. Yeah. Do I even know my neighbor is what I was thinking mm-hmm. in my head. And, um, how can I and, make a nice fence between me and my neighbor, right. <laughs> you know, and, to keep me safe yeah. and, and that you're breaking down fences, it sounds like both right. metaphorically and probably physically. Exactly. And so for me, that's exactly, I was just met with this idea of like, that's how God calls us to live. Mm-hmm. And do I have a relationship with this God mm-hmm. that loves me so much that that that's like, he loves me so much. That's how, that's what he wants for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like he's my ultimate father, mm-hmm. you know, and he always wants us. He wants mm-hmm. every piece mm-hmm. of us. He loves us so much. And like, that's what God started stirring in my heart Yeah, and captivating me. And it took, um, you know, a couple years of knowing and be and, and dating and, um, being with Nate and just watching the way that him and his roommates lived and mm-hmm. um, just being in that community mm-hmm. to just see like this is this is how we're called to live mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's really what ultimately I rededicated my life mm-hmm. to Christ because I was like I don't I don't want a relationship with God because I don't want to go to hell right. I want a relationship with God because I want to know this man. I, he's my father, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I love him so much. He loves me so much, yeah. you know? So, and it sounds like that answered some of the potential questions, doubts, fears you had from childhood. Cause mm-hmm. you just said, this is what my father is. I know that I am loved and wanted and cherished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that fills the yep. hole. It fills all those voids and all those questions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. especially, women and girls that question, Mm. am I worthy? Am I loved? Why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. That, that they live with Mm -hmm. God fills all those voids. Mm -hmm. Before, during, after you, we ever know it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's always there. Oh, amen. And I also want to pause and think about Nate and his journey that led him to be, I'm guessing a, what's the target of, of our church here? The 24 year old male that is the most unchurched in in the country and mm-hmm. it's is that about the age that he was when he was mm-hmm. serving in this way like yeah. what a catch Ari good job. <laughs> like thank god you served at first glance that night thank yeah. you Hannah for, for bringing it in for shaving cream wars and all yeah, the lot and seriously but man that's that's wonderful that he was even in that space and leading in that way yeah and that probably looked like something that you didn't grow up with in your home of origin, but longed for in your home that Mm -hmm. you would make for yourself through marriage, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then first comes love, then comes marriage. And um, then you started a family. um, Yeah. And we did. We started a family. And ultimately, that's what, you know, drew us into grace was um, the children's Mm -hmm. ministry. And we had Ellie. That's about when we started coming to grace was about eight years ago. Um, And yeah, we... We kind of felt like a lost sheep when we got to Grace. We were like mm. um, really good bench warmers for a few years there. We gotcha. could easily come in and out and not know anybody. We had a few people that we could say hi to, but, you know, um, it's really easy to just kind of 
blend in mm-hmm. in, a, in a large church um, if you don't get involved. Um, but then I'd say after about a year, we started, we took, we took the advice and we did the old join a life group mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and we did all of the things we, that, that year after it's like year, a year, domino we, effect from yes, there on we in, did, I'm we did. at the time it was like grace 101 and like basic, we just did them all. Yeah. We knocked them out and, um, and it worked though. Like, you know, you start what, even if it's just like discovery, like you, you, you have somebody else to smile to and wave to at the hall in the exactly. hallway exactly. and it makes a difference, yeah. you know, to, to just have that smile and friendly hello. Absolutely. Um, I have a feeling that there are some listeners right now who can relate to the church ninja mode. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we have a tendency to do that sometimes. So yes. if you're listening, I think what you're hearing here from Ari is take one step, maybe yes. follow that pathway. Definitely. Definitely. Sign up for the thing. Whatever that thing is, just do it. (laughs) There's so many pathways now. I mean, back in the day, like you're saying, it was 101 and there was like Mm -hmm. this pathway. But now there's so many ways you can get started. Putt-putt leagues. You know, basketball. Pickleball. (laughs) The whole nine. Photography groups, Bible studies. Softball. Any any interest. Yeah. And not for the, you know... Those are tools, right? Mm-hmm. We always like to talk about that, but the relationships that grow because there's other believers around you that you're building into, and that yeah. that became an important part of your story, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the life group. Um, you know, what other things did you get involved with, and how did that change your relationship, your depth of knowledge of God, and you know, here in our or the hands and feet of God, which is our community of our church? Um, I I'd say after you know really getting involved, I felt this like calling that I really wanted to get baptized. Mm. And um, I want to say it was 2017 that I got baptized. And I had um, Pastor Robbie, the care pastor, um, baptize me. And I didn't know him at all at the time. Um, my in-laws did um, the pre-marriage stuff with him. So I had like a a little bit of a like knowledge, a peripheral, of, yes, even, yeah, yeah, passing relationship with him. So I was like, "Oh, can you just baptize me?" It was kind of that kind of thing, and um, I had asked Pastor Krabs to baptize me, who's the pastor at South Street, yeah, and um, he wasn't available, and so I was like, "Oh, let's have Pastor Robbie do it," and it ended up being really special, and it was just a really cool um, declaration of faith, and I felt really connected. And my life group was there at the time, mm. and. Um, the life group that we were in at the time was there. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a really cool time of feeling connected here at Grace. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. And then um, next things for your family is growing. And yeah. um, I know that because we already had our conversation at the women's worship night, there are some some new journeys that you went through following that big transition, that faith is growing and deepening and strengthening. And, you know, what happens next? Yeah, so after that, we hit that year 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> that crazy year, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all say. Um, yeah, and then 2020, man, where do we even start? <laughs> um so in 2020, the first terrible thing that happened, <laughs> other than COVID and lockdowns and homeschooling, homeschooling and, and trying on. not to lose our minds and all of that, um, my father-in-law unexpectedly passed away. It was very, mm. very, yeah, unexpectedly passed away. And um, 
Yeah, if you heard the conversation um, that we had at the worship night or on the retreat, um, my mother-in-law talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the um, really beautiful ways of that the church showed up for us during that time Mm -hmm. was through um, our life group. Mm -hmm. Um, They just surrounded us with so much love through um, prayer, meal trains. Mm -hmm. Um, At the funeral, they were serving. Mm -hmm. They were the ushers. They were helping. They were doing like programs and they were at the um, table. Like they were just doing all the things and we were just completely blown away um, by the way they were serving and loving our family. That literally feels like the hand of feet of Jesus. It was. As, as, as tangible as he could be in that moment in the form of his body. It wow. was. And honestly, it was one of those moments that made this big church feel mm. completely small. Mm-hmm. Because this church, it was filled with people that just loved our, loved my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And it was it was full of people. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so small mm-hmm. with all the people that we loved and we could hug and it yeah. just felt so intimate and um, it was just very beautiful. And so, yes, so um, my father-in-law passed away. Um, my husband, Nate, had to have emergency surgery on his arm. Wow. Um, and then I was doing something on my husband's phone I was fiddling around on his phone, and I um, saw that he had been looking at pornography on his phone. Wow. And when I confronted him about it, he immediately lied and um, continually lied about it for a couple of days, actually, and finally came clean about it and admitted to... Probably, you know, almost, you know, probably a 10 to 15 year struggle with pornography. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Pretty life altering for you and for him to, for it to be known. I'm guessing that was something that was very, very hidden for him in a dark, dark place. Yeah. It it, it was, it was devastating. Um he had said to me, he said that this is the sin that I wanted to die with. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to tell anyone. I never wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take it with me to my grave. Um, I'm so full of shame. I never, like, I never was going to tell anyone about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What What a ploy of Satan, you know? Like, he knows each of our temptations and what's going to be specific to our what we would be allured to and he uses that against us in such terrible manipulative ways and sounds like that hook had gotten planted into him at some point and his um he was trapped and gosh what freedom i well i'm sure there's freedom somewhere in this story i don't want to get there yet because we're still in a very (laughs) deep dark place but what does a woman do in, in a time like that? And also for you to be bold and brave and to look it in the face and, and talk about it from the get-go too um, is admirable from you, but also very hard. Yeah, no, this this was probably, no, definitely the lowest part um, of my life, honestly. Mm. Um, I Crying every day was my new normal. Mm. I This man that 
I just pretty much put on a pedestal that I trusted Mm -hmm. and um, had just lied. Everything you question everything when when someone lies to you and continuously lies to Mm -hmm. you. Um, I questioned, is this, how is this going to work? You know, are we going to get a divorce? Where do we go from here? What does recovery look like? Mm -hmm. We need, we need to call, we, we, what do we do? Where do we start? We need to, you know, I was emailing Terry, um, pastor Robbie's assistant. Um, I was like, we need to talk to Robbie. We need to get in. And this, that's that full circle with Mm -hmm. pastor Robbie, like, um, just happened to be available yeah. in 2017 yeah. and now he's like you, yeah. the rock that you are looking to. Seriously. Wow. And so, you know, um, just at, at this point, I, I couldn't function mm-hmm. and we have three littles. And so the best thing, the best action was that he needed to um, move in with his mom mm-hmm. and it was just like, I can't function. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I feel like I got ran over by a car. That's yeah. how low I felt. Yeah. And, and your body feels that right. Like yes. you literally not just emotionally hit by a car, but probably actually throughout your body. Cause it, it knows what's mm-hmm. going on. And I tell this, like we will get to this, but we work with people in recovery all the time. And I tell this to women when, when this happens, it is like you just got, you are in a car crash, mm-hmm. your husband's driving the car, mm. and it's like you have been, like you just got ejected, yeah. and you're laying there bleeding out. Yeah. And that's that that was me on the side of the road. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Help. Yeah. And so. While still caring for kids through 20. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to I gotta go. I can't handle this. Yeah. And so he's with his mother-in-law. I'm like, you got to figure out this recovery thing. Mm. So meanwhile, he's at his mom's house. I'm home. We're meeting up for counseling. We're meeting up to talk to Robbie. He's making phone calls, talking to therapists. Like there's a huge online presence for um, sexual addiction recovery and really great Christian resources. But locally, there's not a huge presence. So that was pretty hard for us. So we were able to get in and meet with Robbie right away. And he was able to help us get um, into um, an intensive recovery program. He um, was able to send, help us get Nate into, um, it's called Be Broken. Mm-hmm. He went away for a couple of days and went to this, um, it's for sexual addictions of all different kinds. And mm-hmm. um really gets to like the root of the addiction and helps um, dissect just why and how and overcome. Um, And then he was able to come home and then we could do like a lot of the hard work together. Um, But while he was away, I was able to to do a lot of counseling as well. Mm. So just, yeah, lots and lots of work. Yeah. Okay. So... First of all, digging in, choosing to dig in, right? Like that was a choice. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a really hard choice. I didn't want to do it. Um, actually, it was. I was at a counseling appointment, and um, I was at counseling at uh, Free to Be, which I highly recommend them. They're local here, mm-hmm. and um, it was an integrative prayer session, and. 
it was a visual that I had gotten from the Holy Spirit, and it was Jesus in the middle, Nate on one side, and me on the other side. And I couldn't, I couldn't say yes to Nate, but I can, I could say yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and it's like God was telling me, like, just say yes to me, mm. and then eventually I'm going to bring you two together. Mm, wow! And so. And you saw that, like you could, yeah, you could vision that in, mm-hmm. in like a dedicated prayer space, right? Mm-hmm. That you're seeking what is the next move, what is the right thing to do, Lord, yeah. not self, not flesh, not no, world, not it was girlfriend. All yeah. And like he brought, he brought that vision, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I can say yes to you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I can't say yes to my husband right now, but I can say yes to you. Let's do it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, recovery is hard work. Mm. Recovery takes so much time, so much money, so much effort, and you have to want it. Nobody's going to recover for you. Yeah. You have to do it yourself. Mm. And each party has to do it. Yeah individually and then Jesus will bring you guys together this is wild because you're talking about recovery which like you had to recover from the discovery mm-hmm. and he had to discovery from the addiction but right. both of those are recoveries and then your marriage had to recover heal rebond, yes. reform yes um wow so how often does, I feel like the spouse just gets kind of pushed under the rug mm-hmm. and it's it's really really heartbreaking because really both parties need a full recovery Mm -hmm. and then the marriage needs recovered and then like healing. Sure. You know, there's just healing that comes along with that. The wound needs to grow back together to there where it won't pop back open if you, you know, move it the wrong way Mm -hmm. and that you're right time, 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 I'm guessing is Mm -hmm. and commitment and sacrifice and selflessness and time. Yes. And forgiveness just gobs of mm-hmm. forgiveness and grace. Yes. Okay. So um, you're working on you guys. Yes. You're still, you know, this is a near near sight of him losing his father. Yes. Which is, you know, a massive blow to our community mm-hmm. as a church, to your mother-in-law, to all uh, uh, his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. The whole collective of brothers. And then for this to be yeah. in light of that, like grief is enough. So um uh, you know, it does seem insurmountable, but but how do you think that you guys ended up coming out of their side other than all this, you know, attentive care that you're you're sharing here? Honestly, like the church, mm-hmm. the body, the community, like our families, we've had so we had so much support. Mm-hmm. Um and on it and we recovered loudly. This mm-hmm. is something we say all the time. Recover loudly. So others do not die quietly. Yes. We wanted everyone to know. We wanted everyone to know where we were at yeah. because we could bring people along. And so the more people that knew, the more people we could bring along to hold our hands. And This feel- is borderline <laughs> blowing my mind because, first of all, you said the porn word, the P word. I didn't even mean to say it. In, the, in a podcast, you said it on stage at the worship night. And oh, yeah, porn, it, porn. Yeah, it's like, I'm like. I'm the porn person. My mind is being boggled here because I'm thinking, oh, shh, don't Not say me. it. Don't let people know. Yeah. You can't talk about it. Like that's, no, I'm the porn person. Yeah, I, and. Wear it, girl. <laughs> Wear it. I, I appreciate that you do because that helps me feel less weird about it. And should yeah. that ever enter my circle, my life, my anything, then I have more 
backbone and bravery, even just by knowing you and having this conversation. And I hope yeah. that our listeners feel the same. Like, it's awesome. let's not whisper. For let's sure. Let's do it loudly. Loud. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you recover loudly? No matter, I'm guessing no matter what you're recovering from. Yeah. But no, I think we journey. all have something that we're recovering from. Um, but I think recovering loudly is, it's simple. I think it's being real and transparent with where you're at. And it, it can be as simple as sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a crazy, we almost got a divorce and God redeemed my life mm-hmm. and saved my marriage. It can be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sharing your story. Yeah. People love real, mm-hmm. people connect that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want. And that's yeah. what, but that, it's not even what people want. That's what people, that's how people see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, this isn't my story. Mm-hmm. This, that's God's story, you know? Yeah. And that, like, I'm humbled to be here sharing God's story. I didn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know? I listened to what Jesus told me to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think it's so tempting, again, tempting vices, all of that to be silent, to be quiet, to keep it in the darkness, which Mm -hmm. is where mold and bacteria grows and decays. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly where Satan wants us to be, where we're powerless. And by saying it out loud, he has to run. And so people like you and the work that you and Nate now do, if you want to share some about that, like what, what you, you did it for yourself. And I'm sure that took ages it feels like lifetimes and and forever but and and miraculously you have been able to turn that outward now and what does that look like yeah so right now um my husband leads our celebrate recovery here at grace um with my support we have had ample opportunities to share our story Mm -hmm. um which has been really cool um actually the first three steps of celebrate recovery are i can't he can, I'm going to let him. Hmm. And yeah, so <laughs> that's a tattoo right exactly. there. So we just wake up every day and that's our, that's our hope and our goal mm-hmm. is to let that be the message that we share every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, celebrate recovery is just a really awesome place here at grace where you can come as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a spectator sport. It's where you want to come and bring your junk. Mm-hmm. It's um, where you welcome all character defects mm-hmm. from anxiety to porn to all, um, you know, food addictions mm-hmm. to depression to, um, you know, pride, yeah. self-centeredness wow. to all kinds of different things. Um, okay. We meet every Friday in the student center at 7 p.m. And, yeah, we're just a big oh. family. And we... <laughs> Um, you know, there's biblical community there. We sing some worship songs and then we break up to, um, break up into, uh, gender specific small groups mm-hmm. where you can just share what's on your heart and, um, not feel judged and just be honest and real. And it's just a really awesome, deep sense of community. And it's a, a safe place to share. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we love doing that. He, um, celebrate recovery was a huge part of our healing journey. Mm-hmm. And so now to serve there together is just a really beautiful thing. And we love doing it. Um, and I also lead the how to deal with pornography class, um, which is 
a class designed specifically for wives um, who have gone through this specific mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And we go through the book called Aftershock. Okay. And um, from what I've heard from women that have gone through the class, it's provided a sense of community, a sense of I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, people text each other. They share prayer requests. They still get together. Um, All that ammunition against yeah. Satan's ploys, right? Yeah. The lie that you are the only one yes. that's going through this yes. is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes you sense. Know, breaking those chains mm-hmm. of shame. Mm-hmm is our goal with Celebrate Recovery mm-hmm. and this how to deal with pornography that, you know, you're alone, that you're the only one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. It's not true, mm-hmm. you know? So would you say that just cause I want to make sure that everyone listening understands if it's a place for them or not. Yeah. Would you say like, I went through this recently, I went through this 10, 20 years ago. I went through this and lost my marriage. I went through this and saved my marriage. Would all those bodies be um, find something through this, or what would be the the right grouping or um, of people that could come to that class and and share? And so I would say that it it would be best if you are um, if it has ended your marriage, it's probably not gonna be the best class for you. Okay. Um, I would say if you are hoping for reconciliation okay. if you are separated and hoping for reconciliation okay. and or if you're still married mm-hmm. it's probably th- those would probably be the best kind of like actively happening in yeah. your in your life exactly okay yeah. okay wow all right um and then i also really appreciate getting that visual that in that kind of peek into what celebrate recovery is yeah. like because you hear about that and and I never really knew what it looked like on the inside of, of the Friday night session. So did you say there's worship, um, prayer time, and then breakout communities, which yeah. sounds like life groups, which is something yeah. that brought you guys into the body here to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, too, I just want to touch on that. Like, anytime you know, you sign up for one of those classes of what, you know, classes, groups, whatever, you know, you're signing up for that chance to just be known mm. and share life. Yeah. And that is where those connections can mm-hmm. be formed, you know, mm-hmm. which is, I think, another thing that Satan could make us weary of. Oh, yeah. then they'd know. I, yep. I, then I would be known. It would be known. Things mm-hmm. would be known. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Your statements about people desiring real and being freed mm-hmm. by real. Yeah. I had to learn these lessons over decades of time. I wasn't right. natural at that. I hit everything. I don't mm-hmm. I want this perfect image. And in right. this world we live in of electronic everything yeah. and records on our phones of Instagram and all those things that we've talked about, man, right. it's tempting, but right. being real is actually where the human element, the connections, the bond, the depth of relationship can come in. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So you're, you're recovering loudly yeah. uh, for yourselves and for others. And your family came around you. Your life group came around you. Um, what gifts? And um, next next things, I, it, it seems like 2020 wasn't so long ago, but it also feels like a million years ago. <laughs> what, do you, what do you see into the future for your family and for you? Honestly, um, I just feel that, and Nate and I dream about this, I I feel like the porn ministry is only going to get bigger, Mm. and I don't know what that looks like, but we dream about that, and our hope is that 
it continues to grow, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's just not a lot locally. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I just hope that um, together we can continue to dream about what God has in store for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be something that I look forward to, to see how God, um, yeah, uses that, uses our gifts in that way. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's yeah. one thing. So Ari, I'm curious if you could share one thought with a woman who's experiencing something like what you experienced or even something within that realm, just kind of one of those, um, you know, an aftershock moment, Mm -hmm. like that book that you talked about, like, what would you want to share with somebody like that? I know the pain that you're feeling and I know the, the uttermost pit of despair but what I would encourage you to do is um, hit the hit the floor with your knees mm. and give every ounce that you have, give it to Jesus. Um, and I know that you you have no idea what to even say, but everything that you have, just give it to him. He will give you the next step. Yeah. He will give you the next um, the next move, um, the next action. Um, I know I wasn't even able to, to figure that out, Mm -hmm. um, but he will. Um, so just, that's my prayer for you Mm -hmm. is just to, to be able to give that to him Mm -hmm. and know that he is for you. He will give you what you need Mm -hmm. and, um, find a trusted person and, um, bring them alongside of you and that just remember that you are not alone that that's the biggest lie that you can believe right now is that you're alone because you are not. I think that's a perfect summary of the story you shared here. Community, you're not alone, dispelling Satan's lies. And, you know, you asked that question, like, what is this God thing anyways, when you were, you know, Mm -hmm. a teenager and in your early 20s and, and you have that now, you have the answer. It's so substantial. It's so life giving, life saving when you come to moments like that. Well, Arya, thank you for sharing your story, your hope. Your, this is truly a story of hope and redemption. Um, and I want to help you recover as loudly as possible. So I'm thankful. Um, if anybody out there is interested in learning more about what she shared, um, Arya, I'm guessing you're okay with us reaching out to you. We can absolutely either through the church or directly give absolutely the, yeah the information for sure. Um, if you would like to. Um, check out celebrate recovery or how to deal with pornography you can check that out on our um the connect or Mm -hmm. how to find your people page Mm -hmm. i believe that they're all on there as well so sure and we'll put an email address in the the comments of this podcast as well that anybody can answer any questions and and find their way awesome to talk to ari well thank you so much for your time here today and for sharing you're welcome thanks for having me i think your story is really gonna help change lives thank you